Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. My new film, Priscilla, is based on the life of Priscilla Presley, and it's really her story told from her point of view of what her experience was like as a young woman living in Graceland in such unusual circumstances. This week, we're looking at the hair and makeup creatives who brought the cast of the Sofia Coppola movie Priscilla to life. I've split the show into three segments, starting with a little background into the making of the biopic and the director's style. Then I'll be sharing my conversation with Cleona Fury, head of hair design on the movie, before sharing some behind the scenes product information from Joanne McNeil, head of makeup design, and how she turned actress Kaylee Spaney into Priscilla Presley. Also, if you want to see some visuals from the movie, I made a TikTok back in July, literally the minute I saw the teaser trailer that A24 shared. So I'll put that in the show notes for you, but I'll also be creating a new video to promote this episode, of course, so you can see who I've been speaking to and a little bit more from the movie itself. For me, it's really mad to even be releasing this episode now because that first TikTok came out in July and that's when I first reached out to the heads of the hair and makeup departments. And they were so lovely. Both Cleona and Joanne said yes immediately, but they were like, we have to wait until we're allowed to talk about it. Obviously, we've also had the actors and writers strike in Hollywood. and But I just want to say this is an independent movie. So this one's going to be good, I promise you. The interview with Cleona is going to be the second segment, but for now, I want to get into what I also see as the good stuff. Let's talk about the film itself. If you know Sofia Coppola, you will know she has a very distinct way of looking at people's lives. And you can imagine that she's gone all out with Priscilla to give us the details on the life of a young Priscilla and how it was impacted by her meeting the then 24-year-old Elvis when she was just 14 years old. The 113 minutes long biopic is based on Priscilla's own memoir called Elvis and Me, which was written in 1985. And Sophia herself said that she loved reading that book because, quote, I found it to be a kind of Alice in Wonderland, a girl's journey into an unimaginable fantasy and how she comes out the other end seeing things more clearly. There was something so fascinating and so touching to me about her story. What would it be like to go into Graceland as a child and leave as an adult? I think it's that deep admiration and curiosity that no doubt persuaded Priscilla to give Sophia her blessing to turn her words into a movie. It's the second time Sophia has made a film about a real person. The first being her 2006 movie, Marie Antoinette, about the last queen of France. I still need to watch that because people that know me are like, how can you not have seen that? Because the colours and how Sophia likes to play with chronological events. So I think I'm going to try and watch it immediately. Sophia has been quoted. Priscilla's story actually reminds her of Marie Antoinette because as young women, they both had to live their lives in the public gaze. Just to give you a little more info on Sophia's direction, I wanted to read you this clip from the press release from A24. When teenage Priscilla Beaulieu meets Elvis Presley at a party, the man who is already a meteoric rock and roll superstar becomes someone entirely unexpected in private moments, a thrilling crush, an ally in loneliness, a vulnerable best friend. 
Through Priscilla's eyes, Sofia Coppola tells the unseen side of a great American myth in Elvis and Priscilla's long courtship and turbulent marriage, from a German army base to his dreamy world estate at Graceland, in this deeply felt and ravishingly detailed portrait of love, fantasy and fame. So yeah, this film is all about how Sofia wants to tell it, and I think we're definitely going to get that Sofia Coppola touch, because She is so good at zooming in on details, these little signatures, intimate moments, often without sticking to any chronological order. I think she is more interested in the moments, the emotions. She's a very visceral director. And for this story, she's going to tell things completely from Priscilla's point of view, showing us how she became the queen of American rock and roll for many, even though she never sang a note. Another thing I'm personally excited about is just how beautiful this movie is going to look. I have heard from someone that's already seen it in the UK that it is beautiful. That was the word she used. It's just a beautiful film. I wanted to share this quote with you from the production designer, Tamara Deverell, who collaborated with Sophia to create a mini Graceland in Toronto, which is where the 30-day filming Yes, 30 days. Cleona will explain a bit more later on, but 30 days, that's how long they had to film this entire movie. So you can only imagine the schedule. But yeah, Tamara created a mini Graceland and she said that we can look forward to an edible palette of candy tones and that quote, Priscilla's Graceland is a world of pastel pinks, baby blues, rich golds and creams. It's our own idea of her world, but one that still resembles the real Graceland in its outlines. Now, the reason I wanted to share that quote is because I think that ability to take something and reshape it for a new audience, it is such a tough ask, but it's also a brilliant way for a director to make their mark and tell us, well, yeah, this is how I see it. Because of course, There could be 10 of us in a room all looking at this one object and we're all going to have a different view. We're all going to take different things away. It might be that the light hits differently from different angles. It might look different colors in different lights. And I think that is the same way we look at life, really. You know, Elvis's view on Graceline could be completely different to someone shorter, younger, a woman. I just think that's even how you look at life when you're in a couple. You both see things differently. We're not all the same. So I think making a vision of Graceland through Priscilla's eyes makes so much sense rather than just recreating Graceland or even shooting there. Of course, as with any biopic, not everyone has something super positive to say. And Elvis Presley is a national treasure for many in the States, many in the UK as well, actually. Again, I'm not going into Elvis's history. As someone that's only ever heard quite negative things about race, etc., I'm just going to say I didn't really see that in the Baz Luhrmann take on Elvis's life story. I actually really enjoyed the Elvis movie. I was not expecting it because the last few Baz Luhrmann films have kind of been a bit excessively stylistic for me, but not really giving me the substance. I actually think Elvis is a really good watch. Like, I would actually watch it again. Um, But yeah, despite the negative things that I might have heard and you might have heard, it's undeniable that Elvis has this hold on millions of people around the world. So many people have got fond memories of Elvis because of his music. And obviously music is something that can really transport you. It can really save you at times. So I think 
his fan base is so strong. And while Priscilla does have those who love her, and like I said, she did become the queen of American rock and roll. There are so many that have so many negative things to say about Priscilla. It's as if she had zero contribution to Elvis, to society, to culture, to anything. And that she's someone that's simply lived her life, well, living off his legacy. I've never felt that. I actually, as someone that is very fascinated by fashion and beauty and music, I'd probably lean more towards Priscilla if I was to get really like in depth about the subject rather than Elvis. For me, she absolutely has her own style legacy. If you've never seen Priscilla Presley, Google her, check out her looks from the 60s and you will see what I mean. She had this big teased out, super dark hair, this intense thick eyeliner. Both were signatures of her. She made them her own. She did it her way. And for me, that's a legacy in itself because she absolutely inspires makeup looks decades later. In fact, I think Lana Del Rey is said to model her entire look on Priscilla you know she is an icon I don't think no matter how into Elvis you are I don't think you have to be so dismissive of Priscilla and I remember seeing when one of the trailers was shared on YouTube and in the comments there was just like this pure it was like bile people were bringing up they're just like oh she did nothing Elvis is this Elvis is God and I'm just like wow like what did she do to you Speaking of YouTube, actually, there's a really good Vogue Life in Looks that Priscilla did on her life last year. And those comments were so different. And when she was looking at the images back from the 60s, everybody was like, whoa, people really were quite poised. And the dress sense was just so much more elegant. Dare I say, I think it was like basically looking at the fact that people made more of an effort with their looks. But I think it's a different kind of effort. I don't know, 60s, 70s, it was very women wore this, men wore that. You wore this for dinner. You wore this for supper. You wore this for the weekend. I think they were very, the looks were even more tribal. Your clothes were like, this is what you do. You're a housewife or you're this. I think the way we dress today, absolutely, people still put effort in, but it is not about wearing dresses and shoes. Me personally, though, I do love those old days. I just think it's just a little bit more glamorous. But do I dress like that? No. Am I dressed like that now? No. I'm wearing a hoodie and joggers because (laughs) it's post-pandemic days. Um, But yeah, in this Vogue Life in Looks, Priscilla says she would often take around an hour and a half to do her hair. And she just talks about how she used to love to dress back in the 50s and 60s. And to me, the big giveaway with this video, it was done last year and it's had over 6 million views. That's more than Kate Moss. That's more than Lady Gaga, more than Gwyneth Paltrow, more than Dolly Parton, more than so many of those Vogue life and looks. And these women are all seen as style icons in their own right. And they have actual careers in music or modeling or Gwyneth. I mean, Gwyneth is everything, right? Priscilla was the wife of Elvis who had her own iconic style. So I just think there's something really special about Priscilla. There's also an element of sadness to that life in looks if you watch it, because 
If you think about it, when it was recorded, Priscilla's daughter, Lisa Marie Presley, was very much alive. And in the video, she reflects on a specific image. And it's when, you know, Lisa Marie was born and she talks about how happy she and Elvis were. Sadly, Lisa Marie passed away January this year. So for me watching that, it was quite sad because, you know, Priscilla's there talking about this moment, not thinking that her daughter might not be here. So I'll definitely share the link to that Life in Looks in the show notes for you. And I think if nothing else, this movie is going to give us a glimpse into who Priscilla really was at that time, who she really is, because no matter how much of a fan you are, you can never, ever really know a celebrity. And that's why I call it a glimpse. And it's a version of a glimpse because obviously it's Priscilla via Sophia's interpretation. I am almost ready to share the conversation with Cleona Fury, head of hair design with you. But first, I have to give you two pieces of information just in case they don't make sense when she says them. So first of all, you're going to hear Cleona talk about a pickleball court on set. And I know that's not a common sport here in the UK. I know I've seen them play it on Vanderpump Rules. It's basically a paddle or racket sport, mostly well known in the States. And apparently it's one of the main sports of Washington or something, the official sport of Washington. And it's usually, it usually involves two to four people. I think it's maybe a bit like table tennis. Okay, so that's that bit. Cleona is going to talk about that. Secondly, during our chat, Cleona tells me about the Priscilla Times Half Magic makeup set that's available to buy at halfmagic.com. At the time of recording, I did not know about this set. So, of course, while I was talking to Cleona, I said, let me just check it out. And it's this set that consists of electric tubing mascara, magic flick liquid eyeliner and a reusable wing guide so you can get the perfect Priscilla flick every time. I'm going to share the link to that collection for you in the show notes. And if you don't already know, Half Magic is the makeup brand that's actually the brainchild of Euphoria makeup artist Donnie Davey in collaboration with the film company A24. The brand launched in 2022 and I think it was such a smart move on Donnie's part because TV and movies are a great way of selling without selling to consumers. It's kind of like they're selling a concept, an idea, a dream, a look, not just a product. I think there's just more attached to it and I'm actually waiting for more movie companies to copy A24 because I just think it's genius marketing. With all that said, though, I am going to be sharing the actual eye products that were used on Kaylee Spaney, who's playing um, Priscilla. I'll share those with you later. But for now, let's finally get into the conversation with head of hair design Cleona. She was so informative and inspiring. Here she is sharing how intense this independent project became. And she's also going to share some great advice for anyone dreaming about getting into hair and makeup at the movies. Cleona, first of all, thank you for saying yes. I know you've got a lot on. Just tell me, where do you begin with creating the character of Priscilla for this movie? I have to say that the first thing that went through my mind was to gather a strong team because I can't do it alone. I, I did not do this alone. I had to make sure um, my wig maker, Stacey Butterworth, was available to help me with the wigs. And my I have a team that work with me 
for years. So I was very lucky to have them join me. They're very strong hairstylists, and we all um, specialize in period and wigs. So I was lucky to have them. The, the first thing that I really began with was looking at Kaylee's hairline, and I knew I had to use wigs, and I wanted to change her hairline a little bit to resemble Priscilla's a little more. Priscilla has a really low, full, round, dense hairline. And um, that was the first thing that went through my head. And I had many meetings with my wig maker. We actually do Zoom meetings. And and I'll send her pictures where I've drawn a new hairline. (laughs) And we collaborate and get the wigs going. And then basically just diving in, researching. Um, It's pretty easy to find pictures of Priscilla, obviously. She's a hair icon as well as an icon for many other things. And Elvis, too. There's so many photographs. But I had to sort of plot the 13-year span that was in the script from 1959 to 1972. And there were moments in the story that are historical moments. So I knew I had to get those right and be as accurate as I could. Uh, for instance, her graduation, her the wedding, um, these are things we've all seen the pictures of. So I couldn't take too much creative license there and basically had to figure out um, in the 13 years from the age of 14 to 27, how many wigs could I achieve this with? And nice. it ended up being five main wigs. Is that all? She actually had seven. Two of them I used for um, school photos uh, that were in the set deck, like in the set in pictures and props and things. Right. But the main wigs for her looks was five. And I repurposed, I reused the same wig for different variations. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, her first wig was a very natural light brown color for her to look 14 years old. She's in a ponytail. I used that same wig and added wefts to it to give it length extensions that clipped in and out with clips because I had to work very quickly um, for another look where she's now starting to tease her hair because she's now dating Elvis. She's 15 now and she wants to look more grown up, but she still hasn't started coloring her hair yet. So that wig had two looks within the one wig. And I had to, I had to try and figure out, the least amount of wigs I could use because getting to another question, answer, um, it was only a 30-day film shoot, believe it or not. No. It, it was so quick. It was unbelievable. I was actually a little bit trepidatious about taking the job because I didn't understand how they were going to get all that information into 30 days. And the real struggle and challenge was a lot of it was exterior daylight dependent and we're in Canada. So our days were getting shorter. It was the fall. So how, how do you jam in that whole story of 13 years of an icon's life two icons in 30 days? So the poor uh, cinematographer, Philippe Lesseurd had to have the daylight and he was waiting on us often because we had to change her over. So she, they don't film in sequence. I'm sure you're aware of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't shoot the story in sequence. So she was in five wigs some days with five completely different makeups. So we would have her in, night, let's say, 1968 in the morning for the first scene. 
which is a lot of makeup and lashes that Joanne McNeil um, so cleverly, I mean, she's just amazing. Mm-hmm. She applied and lots of makeup, eyebrows, lips, everything, the big bouffant wig. And then the next scene, she'd be 14 years old with a clean makeup look and a ponytail. So it was actually quicker and easier to use wigs with that schedule. And you also, you can't do that with someone's hair because she has to be a different color and length for each sort of segment of of each era, each point in her life. So 30 days, I I kid you not. (laughs) So if the shoot was 30 days, when did you start your your part of the work, the research and et cetera? Not soon enough. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was hired about seven weeks, I think, before the show, which is not a lot of time when you have that many wigs to make. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me a year. <laughs> no, no. It, these projects, this, this is a small indie film. It's nothing like the big Elvis film that was made that was more about Elvis and his road life and his performance life this is an intimate little indie film Mm -hmm. about Priscilla and their private life so a lot of the moments we were um, shooting were the private moments between the two of them at home in bed or in the washroom or whatnot but within our story we had those iconic historical moments so I had to be accurate there, yet also take a little license and find, try not to imitate and impersonate Priscilla, but try to find the balance of finding Priscilla's style and tastes and keep her within the era, Mm -hmm. something that worked for Kaylee, but also hit those iconic moment looks because I knew everyone was going to take screenshots and compare them to the real thing. I've I've done biopic before. I've done a Marilyn show. I mean, there's a little bit of pressure and stress that goes along with it, but it's a little extra when the person is still alive (laughs) and I know she's going to be watching it. So I'm hoping she's happy. (laughs) I'm sure she will be. I mean, I know some people that managed to see in advance last week or the week before and they're just telling them it's beautiful. Oh, that's, like that's the key so word that comes yeah. back, beautiful. That no one's picked any holes. It's just beautiful. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I can't wait. Um, what would you say? I feel like I know the answer. What yeah. was the most challenging part of working on this movie? The, the film schedule, the scheduling was, was yeah. difficult. And Joanne and Kaylee and I were joined at the hip we're always together because we were with her. We'd go to set with her, but then we'd have to run back and change her while the crew ate lunch. We didn't get breaks. Wow. No lunch <laughs> so that, for you. No lunch for either any of us. And, um, you know, the crew was fantastic. Everybody was really lovely. Sophia was amazing. The producers were great. It was just a tough situation and a tough schedule to try to make it happen. So, I know people that don't work in film probably think I had a lot of time, but we really don't. I'm, you know, I'm pulling, ungluing her wig. She has her hair prepped in a prep underneath. She goes to makeup, gets her face completely washed down and makeup reapplied, then comes back to me and I put the next wig on and I'm working on that wig while she's in the makeup chair. Then I go to set with Kaylee and my team are working on the next wig for me to get it ready for me when I come running back in. 
and somebody's standing there with basically a stopwatch outside the trailer timing us because set is waiting. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. They don't yeah, stand with a stopwatch, but time is all about time in film. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. you know, they need the daylight. So they only have so many hours in a day of that. Um, that was the challenging part. And then I was always in early to get my wigs ready for mm -hmm. When Kaylee would arrive, I had to be re ready to go. And once we would wrap and I'd take her wig off, I was often there cleaning and blocking five wigs and resetting them for the next day. Nice. My team was a great help with that, and they would get me lunches, and they kept me standing up. I, I really had to lean on my team, and that's why I say so often, you're, you can't do it alone. You can't mm -hmm. take all the credit. <laughs> no, but I, I really that. had strong group of people around me, and... Um, although Priscilla and Elvis were featured, there's 21 other cast some days on screen with them. You have uh, Priscilla's mom and dad, uh, Vern, Vern's wife, Dee, the Memphis Mafia, uh, Elvis's posse, and all their girlfriends and wives. And they're going through 13 years as well. So they have pieces and add-ons and sideburns. And that's what my team, they did all that. Well, how, so, what kind of hours were you doing each day? Long for me, long hours. I think the crew probably did twelve to fourteen hours. I'm not really sure, but that, but hair makeup are in two to three hours in advance of that, and then wow. we're and then there after cleaning the wigs when everybody's gone home to bed. So my hours were so long that they had to give me a hotel room six minutes away from the studio because I just I'd say I could, I can't drive even twenty minutes. No. I can't stay awake and be in at four in the morning. <laughs> they were very good that way. They looked after me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what was the most exciting part of being on this movie? I think now. I think now and just watching um, Kaylee at 25 years old receiving the Golden Lion at Venice Film Festival and, and watching its warm reception is kind of exciting. It's all over Instagram. And did you see they're even selling the makeup? No. I oh, I'll, I posted it. There's You can actually buy the makeup. Um, don't quote me right now. I'm just speaking freely. But I had it on my story. Okay. And uh, the Priscilla movie posted it. And, and you can order this, like, vintage-looking makeup. You, you'd probably love that. I just find all that very exciting. But while we were filming, um, Sophia has a really relaxed way of working. And I love that about her. I loved working with a female director who's a powerhouse and very strong and knows what she wants. Yet she's kind and has a soft approach and uh, very relaxed. You never saw her rushing or yelling or getting uptight. Um, I felt very free working with her. I think the whole crew felt that way. She yeah. actually had um, the set people make a pickleball court on our stage. So <laughs> the crew were having pickleball competitions, and it just kept everybody happy. Everybody was happy. We were working very hard, but we were happy. So it was a labor of love. So you felt like you were part of something special. I think that was exciting. And now watching... Kaylee and, and Jacob, they're getting great reviews, and I, I just think they, they're phenomenal actors, and that was very difficult for them. I don't know how Kaylee did that, because 
a lot of it seemed to be about her look and she had to focus on her acting. Yes. So she'd walk to set and I have to be honest, I've never seen so many cameras up. She'd walk to set and all this, there'd be three stills people and Sophia's a photographer as well. Everybody just wanted to get her picture. Yeah, and but she's like got to get in that. She has to go and do a scene. Yeah. She has to go do a scene where she's coming off of uh, LSD or whatever and she's having a fight with Elvis. <laughs> Finding out that he's having an affair with Anne Margaret. <laughs> so... Elvis, Elvis. I don't know how she did that. She's very focused. She was a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs, but she's also very focused and a really, uh, I was really, I'm really impressed with her. Okay. I'm just going to throw in one, yeah. I thought I'd throw in one last question because I found it so inspiring speaking to you, but what would you say to somebody that you're doing their dream job? What, what should they be doing to even get this close to like working on film sets? I think, believe anything can happen. You can be anything you want to be. I was told I didn't have what it takes, and that lit a fire in me, and I thank that person now. What? Yes. Um, I think the first thing is to just believe you can make it happen, and then do the work. Take as many classes as you can. Be a student. Um, follow people on Instagram. Learn from other people that are doing what you want to do. And if you put the work in, I really believe anybody can do anything they want. I really do believe. I'm a little farm kid from a small town, Ontario. And it's kind of funny that I, you know, I'm, I'm usually a no makeup and a ponytail on the top of my head. But yet I'll be on a flight to L.A. with some big actor doing a photo shoot. Um, or I've been on films where I'm standing on um, Rodeo Drive with Robert Pattinson and the, the women in Valentino's think I'm a rock star. I know they wouldn't talk to give me the time of day if they just <laughs> met me walk into this store. Anything can happen. I really believe that. But you have to put the work in. You have to learn. I'm a con continual student. I'm actually taking a class on Sunday for textured hair. Anything okay. that I don't feel like I've mastered, I take classes, workshops. I, I watch people's how-to videos. And just be a student everywhere you go. You, you have to put your ego in your back pocket. That's what I would say. So that was the wonderful Cleona Fury. I have to say before um, the interview actually started, we had just such a good chat. And afterwards, she is such a warm person who truly believes in her craft. I will, of course, share her Instagram information for you in the show notes. But one thing I realized after we'd spoken, I didn't ask her about products, did I? Like, how could I miss out specific products? So I did reach out to her again, and I'm just going to share quickly a couple of things that she mentioned. So as you can imagine, a key signature of Priscilla's style is backcombing. And Cleona shared that each look took lots of back brushing and teasing and then spraying with Sebastian's Shaper Spray. She describes it as a light spray because if she was to use a hard spray, it would have made it tough to get Kaylee in and out of her numerous looks each day. She also mentions a brand called White Sands, which has an intense hold hairspray. But when I looked it up, it's, it actually seems quite sad. On the brand's website earlier this year, I'm not sure how recently, it said that they were going out of business. 
So that's really sad. Obviously, I'm guessing it's one of those brands that's been around for a long time when it comes to the hair pros. Cleona also shares that the wigs used were wet set on rollers as they would have been in the 1960s and then baked in a wig oven. I didn't even know that was a thing. Now it's time for Priscilla Movie Makeup. Unfortunately, the head of makeup design, Joanne McNeil, was busy filming when I tried to book an interview, but she still kindly took time out to answer my questions on how she turned Kaylee into Priscilla. So I'm just going to go through her answers here with you. First of all, I asked Joanne, what was her starting point for creating the character of Priscilla? She wrote, I'm a lifelong Elvis fan, but wanted to look at it from a different perspective. For the specifics of this story, I started researching the era from 1959 to 1973 when they got divorced, looking for references and specific brands and styles. Then I asked Joanne to describe the quintessential Priscilla makeup look and she said, I would say it has to be her eye makeup, Priscilla's self-described Cleopatra phase. Her winged eyeliner, her darkened arched eyebrows, her lashes, the neutral eyeshadow with the dramatic cut crease shade, which was used to create a stark difference between the eyelid and the crease. Of course, then I had to ask Joanne about specific key products she relied on. And she said, we used a lot of Chanel makeup, eye palettes and lip products. And Tom Ford liquid eyeliner was used for the crisp eyeliner look. I did look it up. I think she's referring to the Tom Ford eye defining pen. She goes on to share that she used Ardell lashes that she custom trimmed and shaped to Kaylee's face. Then, just like I asked Cleona, I asked Joanne what was the most challenging part of the movie. And she said, because Priscilla and her looks are so iconic, we worked really hard to make sure we were as accurate and believable as possible while still working within the facial structures and contours of the actor. Which, of course, makes total sense. It's like... You don't want the actor looking like a caricature, do you? It's kind of like, yeah, taking those elements of what makes that person them and still working with Kaylee's facial structure. And also I should mention all the other people in the movie. I keep talking about this film as if there's only one actor and that it's just Kaylee, but obviously there's Jacob Elordi playing Elvis and many other cast members, as Cleona said. So final question for Joanne was... What was the most exciting part of working on the movie? And she reiterated that as she is a huge Elvis fan, she felt just really fortunate at being able to be a part of the project. And she said she's just really grateful that Sofia Coppola brought her onto the project. I'm sad that I can only read you Joanne's answers. It would have been great to put a voice to her. But there is a really great interview that Joanne did with The Face magazine last month. So I'm going to share that in the show notes with you because you'll definitely just get a little bit more of a picture of how Joanne turned Kaylee into Priscilla. So that is it from me. Are you going to go and see Priscilla? I really want to know. Let me know. I definitely am. I'm just really upset that it's coming out nationwide in the US today. So for my US listeners, November 3rd, it's out. But for the UK, we have to wait until January the 5th, 2024. Does that not sound like a really long time away? I know it's it's less, <laughs> it's less than eight weeks away, right? Well, it's about eight weeks away, but it's still next year. So... I still don't get why they do this to us. I mean, I do. They have to look for distribution in different countries, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, 
I can't wait to see it. So in the meantime, if you're one of my US-based listeners and you go see Priscilla the movie, I would love to know your thoughts. Feel free to DM me on Instagram or on X at Beauty Me Podcast, or you can email beautymepodcast at gmail.com. I will also put a poll on Spotify if you're listening on Spotify so you can let me know if the movie's any good. That would be great. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this one. And if you did, it would be great if you could leave a review on Spotify, a rating on Apple. Five stars would be wonderful, but an honest review is always appreciated. It's the only way I'm going to get better. And also, if you want to make sure that you don't miss another episode of Beauty Me, just hit subscribe or follow and you'll get a notification when a new episode is out. And I have got lots more coming for you. See you next time.